0: Welcome to Speak. I'm Joy Taylor. Emmanuel Acho is off today, but I am here with Super Bowl champion James Jones and two-time Super Bowl champion and Eagles all-time leading rusher Shady McCoy. we got a great show for you today. What's up, guys?
1: What's going down?
2: What's up, Joy Taylor?
0: <laughs> we have a great show. It's going to be exciting. The NFL is back tonight. The NFL is back. The Jets and Browns Hall of Fame game is tonight. The season is here. Aaron Rodgers will not be playing in that game, but all eyes will be on him during his first season in New York. And speaking of quarterbacks on new teams, Tom Brady won the Super Bowl in his first season in Tampa Bay, but Russell Wilson's Broncos only won five games last season. So, Shady, you were there. Mm -hmm. Will Aaron Rodgers' Jets be more like Brady's Bucks? or Wilson's Broncos?
2: I'm gonna say Brady, more like Brady. I, I mean, I, I, can't, I can't even imagine seeing Aaron Rodgers playing as bad as Russell did last year. So I gotta go with more of, of Brady. I just think that when you talk about a player of that magnitude, of that, that greatness, come to an organization where they do have talent, right? The, 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 the looking at from the Bucks having that defense, having the Jets, having that defense, all the skill players that the Bucs had, Look at the Jets; they have that. So, I gotta see more of uh, more of the Bucks compared to seeing more of, uh, of Denver.
0: I wanna say that it's Brady's Bucks, but Brady's Bucks, Matthew Stafford's Rams, Russell Wilson's Broncos—they're all really different situations to me. They're not the same. It's not copy and paste. Even the two teams that had instant success with Brady's Bucks and Stafford's Rams weren't even similar situations to me. Brady is the greatest player of all time. So I put him in a completely outlier situation. Are Rodgers and him similar in that they're both all-time greats? Sure. But Brady's different. He's different as a leadership style. He's different as a preparation style. He's taking care of his body differently. None of this is shaded. Aaron Rodgers. They're just different players, and, and we know that. And they've had more success in the postseason. So I think that is different. I also think that the Bucks had a lot of really high-level veteran talent and brought in some other veteran talent like a Shady McCoy, like an Antonio Brown, like a Rob Gronkowski, all of those elements really helped them win that Super Bowl. When you look at Matthew Stafford's Rams, they went to a Super Bowl with Sean McVay, with Jared Goff. They also had a lot of really high level veteran talent that they brought in and already had in the building. Now you go to the Broncos, that was a disaster, top to bottom, it wasn't as talented as we thought they were. Russell Wilson didn't play well, they had a first time head coach, everything was bad. When you look at the Jets situation, I have a lot of questions on paper that I have to see how they play out during this season. Now, I'm with Shady. I can't see anything being as bad as it was in Denver. I mean, that was bad, bad. But I don't know if I can jump to they're going to win a Super Bowl in year one, which is what Brady did with the Bucs. But, James, what do you think? Is it closer to Brady and the Bucs or Russell Wilson and the Broncos?
1: It's definitely closer to Brady and the Bucs strictly because of the quarterback play. We will never, and I'm going to say it again, we will never, see Aaron Rodgers play as bad as Russell Wilson did this year, right? And like Shady said, the defense is there. It is built. This is a top five defense. They even got better on the defensive side of the ball. So it's not like Aaron Rodgers has to go out there and win the Super Bowl strictly on his right arm. He has help. He has a really good defense. Then when you come to the offensive side of the ball with the weapons he has on the offensive side of the ball, getting Brees Hall back, obviously the young phenom in Wilson, but he has the playmakers to get the job done. And you're with Hackett, you're with your offensive coordinator that you want an MVP with in Green Bay. So it's just a lot of stuff that, even on paper, like you're saying, Joy, it's going in the right direction for the Jets and if they can stay healthy, especially at the quarterback spot, if AR8 can stay healthy, I mean, they can be one of those teams. If they punch their ticket to the playoffs to host up that Lombardi trophy, they are built that way. Russell Wilson, just like you are saying, Tom Brady is the greatest to ever do it. Russell Wilson cannot even be in the same conversation as AR8 when we talk about quarterback play. So the quarterback play will be much better. If the quarterback play was this much better in Denver, they would have won four more games. So I think the Jets is going in the right direction.
0: Yeah, I hear you, James. Shady, you were there. So I think we all agree the quarterback is the position yeah. that we think puts the Jets into that conversation cuz certainly they didn't have a quarterback last year and they weren't in that conversation. But outside of Aaron Rodgers, do you see a lot of similarities to what ha- what the Bucks had and what the Jets have because because I don't necessarily see that. I see the Jets as a very differently constructed team. Bruce Arians had a lot more head coaching experience, a head coaching success than Salah did. The, the veteran pieces at the skill positions are different than what the Jets have, but you were there. So are there similarities to this Bucks roster and set up, to this Jets roster and set up to what you guys have at the Bucs? Oh,
2: it's a lot of similarities. I mean, and and you just said without Aaron Rodgers or, or naming Tom Brady, but it's hard to, to, to compare him without those quarterbacks. and. For example, when Tom Brady decided to come to Tampa Bay Buccaneers, it's like he changed the whole team, the attitude. Like everybody's excited to play football again. You know, like Tampa, they had success in, in their franchise, right? But they had some bad times. And, and when you bring a guy like Tom Brady, everybody's motivated, from the coaches to the GM to, you know, all the players. And the same thing with the Jets. When we heard about, okay, Aaron Rodgers potentially might go to the Jets, it's like, really, Kenny. All the hype, all the hype, all the players tweeting about it, talking about it. And then when it was confirmed that he was coming there, everybody is excited to play football again. And when that starts, right, you motivating people that you don't even know about. So now a player last year that didn't play that well, you might get the best out of them this year. Same thing with the Bucks. There were some players that didn't really play great before. They didn't even really talk about. And the next thing you know, Brady comes there and everybody's more motivated. They want to win. They want to play. And they play better. So... There's a lot of similarities. Uh, even the defense, as much as a quarterback is with with, with the Tom Brays and Aaron Rodgers, you need those quarterbacks. But on the defensive side, like like get us the ball back, get some stops. We score, you stop them. We score, you stop them. And when you can create that, that's when you start them that confidence, them big leads, them comfortable leads, um, dominating. And I think that also when you talk about the divisions, like okay, now we can compete. We got everything we need but that quarterback. Same thing with the Bucks. We had everything they needed but that quarterback. So when you ask about the similarities, there's so, many different, there's so many similarities.
0: And James, obviously Aaron Rodgers has had some questions about his leadership style. And if he is, you know, he certainly wasn't bought in last year. I think we can all admit to that. But everything that you're seeing with Aaron Rodgers, we've talked a lot about this on the show over the past couple of weeks. He gave back $35 million of guaranteed mm. money, which is insane. And he really seems mm. bought into, is not?
1: That's bought in, a oh. lot of money. To give up 35 mil. I don't care who you are. That's a lot of oh, money.
0: Yeah, yeah, I agree. It's a lot. It's a lot of money. This economy is a lot of money. So, do you are you seeing a new Aaron Rodgers, or is this is this the Aaron Rodgers that was always there? He's just reinvigorated.
1: You know what? I was one of those ones that was like, you know, I was talking to Aaron during the off season, like, dude, you a Packer? you know, hey, you did 20 there. Hey, what you even thinking about going somewhere else, man? Finish finish it out there. Try to win one more. The team got some good players over there in Green Bay, too. Finish it out. But what I'm seeing right now from ARA and how happy he is and how just a breath of fresh air you know, out there in New York to see him with the young guys, to see him out there with OTAs. Like Shady said earlier, right? When you get a quarterback like Aaron Rodgers, he's going to Make everybody around him better. He's going to make the coaches better, the players better, everybody around him better, right? Right when he steps in the building, even from the confidence standpoint of it, right? But from what I'm seeing, Aaron Rodgers. From what I'm seeing from him, how he's walking around, how he has a smile on his face, how he got handshakes with all these young dudes, just how he's loving playing football again and how he really needed out of Green Bay for that brush of fresh air, I think you are going to see a totally different Aaron Rodgers at the quarterback spot. And then, like you said, Joy, to go in there and say, hey, man, take $35 million of my money <laughs> and just give me the 75. That That's saying a lot. That's saying that, hey, I'm here. I got two years here. I am trying to go win a Super Bowl, and that's the mindset of everybody around there in that building. Man, I think this is going to be really good for the Jets.
0: I see you got a Super Bowl mindset today. We see the trophy behind you.
1: We see you starting.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. you see I, I can't lean. I don't even know which way to lean. You, you
2: see you starting. It, yeah. We it's see it. it. It's, it's mirrored. <laughs> you, you you, flexing on a, on a low key. I see you flexing. <laughs>
0: Let's move on on to the other team playing tonight. Deshaun Watson won't be playing against the Jets tonight, but he'll be starting the regular season after finishing a disappointing 3-3 last year as the Browns' starter. So, James, what are your expectations for Deshaun Watson this season?
1: My my expectations are high for Deshaun Watson. You're talking about a guy when it was in when he was in Houston, when he was healthy, when he was playing at a high level. You're talking about a guy that was in the MVP conversation. You're coming over here with coach of the year, Kevin Stefanski, and you have a training camp under your belt, right? Last year when he came in, the expectations wasn't that high. It's coming off a of suspension, right? You still ain't you ain't even got camp legs yet. You learning a new offense. Ain't been in the building a lot. Well, all that changed. Right? He's been here. He's had a full offseason under his belt. We know Deshaun Watson, when he is on the football field, is one of the best quarterbacks in the National Football League. And you cannot argue that Dual Threat can do it any way he wants to do it. You have Amari Cooper. You have Elijah Moore. You have Njoku. You have Nick Chubb in the backfield, right? You have a really good defense. The sky is the limit for this team. And if Deshaun Watson could get back to being the Deshaun Watson that he was in Houston, the Cleveland Browns are going to be a tough outing. The division is going to be tough. Jojo Burrow, Lamar Jackson, whoever else is in that division, they are in trouble messing around with Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson is that type quarterback. I mean,
2: James, I, uh, I agree with everything you said. I mean, like, the reason why we talk about the, the, the guarantee for the quarterback, $230 million so much money. The reason why the Browns did that, is because they feel like, hey, we have everything we need in the building but that one player, that special player, and that's Deshaun Watson. And he's always been special. Um, I don't take last year as, as a, a real sample size of who he is. We know what he could do when he's at his best. Now that he's back getting his legs, you know, some work with his legs, work with his arm, out there in, on the field with his teammates, with his players, coaches, back to playing football. I, I think we should see the old Deshaun Watson. And I think, for me, the expectation has to be, Easily 4,000-plus yards. Got to get to the playoffs. They have everything they need but the quarterback. I mean, we've seen this team each year. We talk about the Browns. This might be their year. They might break through. Well, we can honestly say this year and going forward, they actually have the quarterback to go out there and, and, and get to the playoffs and do some damage in the playoffs with a good defense like they have. So just waiting to see what happens.
0: It's a really tough division, but when you give someone two hundred and thirty million guarantees, yes, that's a lot. There's no lot. more excuses. I think we all collectively applied reason to what the situation was last year. No matter how good you are, you have that much time away from football and come in halfway through a season. The expectations couldn't have been that high, and it looked bad. I mean, he didn't—he didn't look great, but. We can't use that as a full sample size of what he's going to be in Cleveland. Now you have an entire offseason, a quiet offseason. You have an entire offseason in the system playing with and being around your teammates. All those excuses and all the chaos that's off the table now, now you have to go out and perform. And for all this talk about pressure, we're going to talk about Lamar this year. We're going to talk about pressure on Justin Herbert this year. We're going to talk about pressure on Zach Prescott this year. When Joe when Joe Burrow gets paid, we're going to talk about the pressure that's on him. All these guys who have been paid, that the pressure's going to come with that. Well, Deshaun Watson still has the most guaranteed money, which is what holds up any contract. Guaranteed money. He has $230 million of guaranteed money at one position, the quarterback position, that we already put all the pressure on. We know that this team is talented enough. Baker Mayfield took them to the postseason and won a playoff game. So... If Baker could do that, and that's the expectations for Baker Mayfield, the expectations for Deshaun Watson should be much, much higher than they were for Baker Mayfield because Deshaun Watson we have seen be a top five quarterback in the league. We've never seen that from Baker Mayfield. So when you're talking about the talent that's on this team and what the expectations should be, you've got a coach of the year, you've got skill positions, you've got defense, you've got line, you've got running back. There's no reason why we shouldn't be talking about them as one of the teams that will be competing to win that division, as hard as that division is. And if they don't make it to the playoffs, that's a massive failure to me.
1: Yeah. No, you're absolutely right. Because when you when you talk Deshaun Watson and Baker Mayfield, you can't even put them in the same conversation, right? And Baker Mayfield got you a playoff game. I don't care if it's Joe Burrow in the division. I don't care if it's Lamar Jackson in the division. You have 230 million, right? You should be able to get your team to the playoffs and win playoff games, right? I don't care what anybody's saying. The Cleveland Browns is one of those teams that is in training camp right now. Now that has the opportunity to play in the Super Bowl. They are built that way, right? You have your quarterback coming off of his suspension who's been here the whole offseason now. It is time to go for the Cleveland Browns. Cleveland Browns fans should be excited. Everybody in Cleveland should be excited about Deshaun Watson and his team because just because those quarterbacks, Joe Burrow, and Lamar Jackson, is in that division – You have a really good one as well in Deshaun Watson, and he should be able to win you a lot of football games, and when you get in the playoffs, that's when those quarterbacks got to show up.
2: You're right, because I feel like the Browns, they're, like, under the radar. We talk about, like, okay, they have Lamar Jackson with the, Ra- the Ravens, and they did all them new additions they got for that team to make them better. But then you also got the big dog in the division who is the Bengals, right? And Joe Burrow and his whole uh, wide receiver cast and the offense and the defense, and they have that team. So they're flying under the radar. But I think in the division they're nervous that if, if, if Deshaun Watson gets back to the way he plays, I don't know. I mean, let's think about this for a second. If the Browns are in the playoffs, because you see that? Or couldn't you see that? Because if they get in there, they could do some damage. They got all the talent. If you look at all like, the rosters and, and you compare them, they easily got a top five roster. Easy. Now you get to bring in a quarterback like Deshaun Watson playing I used to play. They could be dangerous.
0: They could be. Coming up, we talked about the veteran quarterbacks. But what about the youth movements? Which young quarterbacks are giving us the most, most faith? This season, that's next on Speak. And don't forget, you can check us out every day on the Fox Sports Channel on Sirius XM. That's
2: what you Greetings, soccer fans. Are you ready for the 2023 FIFA Women's World Cup? Because we are. That's right. Australia, New Zealand, look out. State of the Union is coming. Off the post tonight! And we'll be going above and beyond, down under. We'll have new podcast episodes every single match day. So follow Alexi
1: Lalas' State of the Union on the Fox app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. <laughs> Desmond
0: is set to begin the season as the Falcons' starting quarterback. Ritter said it was comforting to hear owner Arthur Blank say that he was the future at the quarterback spot for his franchise, and this got us thinking about the other young quarterbacks with less than five career starts. In addition to Ritter, we're looking at Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud, Jordan Love, and Sam Howell. So, James, which young quarterback do you have the most faith in?
1: For me, it got to be Jordan Love, right? You have had the opportunity to be in the same offense with the same head coach and behind the MVP, Aaron Rodgers, to learn from, right? All we hear out of Jets camp is how much Zach Wilson has gotten better and Zach Wilson's understanding of the game and how he's improving off of a couple months behind Aaron Rodgers, right? You've had a chance to sit back, see the good, the bad the ugly with Aaron Rodgers and this offense, right? And now it is your time to step in and you know the offense like the back of your hand, right? So for me, Jordan Love has to go out here and he has to perform. He should go out there and look comfortable. He should go out there and look confident and he should spin the ball all over the yard being in this offense for three years. We've seen him come in, right? We've seen him come in against the Chiefs his very first start. He didn't look that good. He looked pretty ugly. We seen him come in against Shady's Eagles last year, and he was like, "Okay." I mean, you know what I mean? You've seen the nine-day difference, just the command of the offense, and seeing how he was able to move the ball. So for me, you are stepping into training camp. Nothing is new. C.J. Stroud, Bryce Young, and those guys. They have to come in here and learn a whole new offense, build chemistry with the receivers, all of that stuff. He has that. So for me, he has to come out here. He has the ball. I have faith in him that he will because he's in a very good situation. They should be comfortable with everything Coach LaFleur is calling. Well,
2: I'm going with the Heisman winner at six foot, 190 pound. Bryce Young, the number one pick overall, stop playing. I mean, everything you heard in, in training camp is he's lighting it up. And I think that like what, what was people were nervous about was his size. Like, can a can a quarterback at six foot at 190 as, with, a, with a frail frame? Can he really do it? And they say he's tearing it up in camp. He's so smart. He's very very intelligent. And I love that. Like he he gets it. Like some players, they just get it. There's some wide receivers that just naturally. Get it? They come in the offense and they and they do very very well because they just fit in. And he's that type of player where he comes there. He's young and all the old vets are talking about how well he's doing, how how confident he is, how mature. The biggest thing they've been talking about in camp is how mature he is for that offense. And then the cool thing is when you add a lot of pieces to a young quarterback, you talk about Adam Thielen, who is uh, Adam is a, a a a veteran receiver who who's been there, through ups and downs of having different quarterbacks, now you have a young, talented quarterback that you can make it easier for him. Them, them possession catches, being on time for routes, teaching the guys in, in the wide receiver room how to be, uh, make it easier for a young quarterback. Miles Sanders, a Philadelphia running back, who I love, I love this game. We couldn't pay him because of we had so many other players we were paying, but, but he went to the Panthers, and he's playing well. He's, he's going to be fast. He's very elusive. He opens up. The, the passing game, you could, you could run it to him, and also the best thing about him this game is that you could throw the ball to him in the flats, in the open field, let him get crazy work and get crazy busy. Another thing is I wanna talk about DJ Chart, who was a big receiver, was fast, athletic. When you give a, a young receiver these toys, these guys that make the game easier for him, where now I feel like in Alabama, when he was the Heisman, he had to do everything. You come here to, to a team where, okay, you have some guys around you that can make it easier for him, So. I, I like Young. I think Young is going to be a, a, a great addition to that team. And the, be- and the best thing before I go is, is the division. That division is soft, right? Right. I don't want to say soft physically, but this, it's not tough. Like, people can't wait to go down there and play them teams. I think the Saints is a, is a good team, but it's still, they're trying to find their way. They got a new quarterback, a new system. Uh, Alva Kamara might miss some time. The defense is getting a little older. Then you go to the Bucks. I think the Bucks are super talented. They probably are my favorite for that division, but. Baker Mayfield is the quarterback, and we know how he gets when he's under center. And then the last one is, uh, who am I missing? Atlanta. The Falcons. We just talked about their quarterback. I mean, he's new. They got a whole young roster. The, the, the Atlanta Falcons scare me because they have so much, t- so much young talent. Sometimes when young players, they can like do really, really well, really, really early, and you're unexpected. And then some is like, okay, they're really, really talented. They're going to be good in the future, but right now, they're still trying to figure out how to play this game. And then we have young guys, they go, they're in Atlanta, so they're going to hang out. They're going to do different things, right? <laughs> that is part of it. And if you will have a, some older vets in that in the locker room and the office side to teach them what to do. So I'm going with the Panthers.
0: I, I like the Panthers as well. I think they're a sleeper team. I think Bryce Young is going to do really well. You mentioned a lot of the things that I like about Carolina and I like for him in Carolina. And also, they have a new coach in Frank Wright, who I think is a new yeah. coach. yeah. Yes, he is. They also didn't earn that pick. Like, they took the number one overall pick, but they traded into that spot. So, obviously, they didn't have the best season last year, but a lot of it had to do with injuries. They were really flexible at the quarterback position, moving him. things around. So I, I really think he's in a good situation for a rookie quarterback. He's obviously extremely talented. He is a rookie. I'm not saying they're going to go all the way to the Super Bowl. But the question is, who do we have the most faith in? I'm not, I don't know if I can go as far as you, James, with Jordan Love. I heard a lot of should. He should do this. He should do this. He could. He has to. Uh, he's a in little, a little bit of a different situation because than, than some of these other guys because of the amount of time that he's been in the league but not playing. These other guys are mostly really young or rookies. So it's a different situation for every one of these guys that we're mentioning. The division, though, is interesting when you're talking about the NFC South. Atlanta, I think, has the best running back in, in the division. I think the Bucks have the most veteran talent. I think the Saints have the best quarterback. And I think that the Panthers have the most interesting collection of coaches, Mm. talents, and a rookie that we have very high expectations of. So I can't wait to see what's going to happen there. But let's move on to another young quarterback. Zach Wilson will start tonight. But the number one, number two overall pick will be Aaron Rodgers' backup during the season. Rodgers gave Wilson praise, saying, quote, I think he'll look back years from now and be really thankful for this time to grow, to reset, Take a breath, and it's going to set him up for a nice, long career in the league. So, Shady, how should Zach Wilson handle his situation in New York?
2: Hey, yo, A-Rod, give us some advice. Listen, don't, hey, look. Just relax. Don't worry about being on the bench. Look, look years from now, you're going to thank me for coming and taking your spot. Anyway. <laughs> uh, no, but you know what? I, I Actually, I, I do love it just because to be able to learn from certain players is, is one thing. But to be able to learn from a Hall of Famer, one of the best players to even play, play, the, play the position, that's something different. I mean, I think that you can learn so many different keys how to, you know, prepare. I think as players, you don't really understand, like, how to prepare. A guy like Aaron Rodgers playing at this type of age he's at, where now you learn, okay, so how can I develop that longevity in my career, which A-Rod is doing that. And I think the best part is, like, how can I get my team right, and my offense to rally behind me. I think every team that you've seen Aaron Rodgers play for, despite how he was acting or his behavior, you know, players, they, they love to play for him. I mean, James can tell you best. He played for him, and uh, played with him. And the same thing, I think, with Zach Wilson. Like, if you remember some of the backups, I'm sorry, not the backups, some of his teammates, they were having the Mike White shirts on, they were cheering the backup on. And it's like, if I'm the starter and this is my team, I need y'all to rally behind me and support me. And I think A-Rod can really teach him them type of things.
1: As for Zach Wilson it's, it's one thing and one thing only that you should be doing. And that is getting better every single day. Every time you take the football field in practice, you should be showing the New York jets after these two years. I'm your guy. I'm the one you drafted. I'm the one you had confidence in. You hear them out of the jets camp already. And I touched on it earlier in the show. That they already saying how much better Zach Wilson's looks after one or two months behind Aaron Rodgers and just how much comfortable he is with the offense and just had the growth they're seeing from him. So when you step on this field tonight, that's what we want to see, right? And as for Zach Wilson, I know you are on the New York Jets right now, but you are auditioning for 31 other teams, and that is the real. You don't know what's going to happen in New York, but when you take this football field as the number two overall pick in the draft a couple years ago, you let the world know that you can be that guy. I don't care if it's 10 snaps. I don't care if it's 20 snaps. I don't care if it's the whole dang game. When you out there in the game and practice, let them know that Zach Wilson is getting better and better every single day because like a rod is telling them right these two years unless he gets hurt unless aaron Rodgers gets hurt zach wilson is not going to see this football field so for these two years whenever you get the opportunity to show your talent and a lot of it is going to be in practice you got to show the organization that you are there and when you do get to show the world it in preseason uh, a blowout game God forbid an injury, you got to go out there and be ready to play and show 31 other teams that Zach Wilson could still be that starting quarterback in the National Football League.
0: I mean, you said it, James. He, he might see the field still. I think Zach Wilson has to stay ready. He's got to focus on getting better, for sure, because he was a disaster last year. So he should be learning as much as he can from Aaron Rodgers. He should be trying to get better. He should be preparing for those next, you know, two years when Aaron's gone and auditioning for, the, for other teams. But he might have to play this year also. The NFL comes at you fast. There's a lot that happens throughout an NFL season. He has to prepare as if he is the starter every single game. Let's be honest. Aaron Rodgers is an older player. And even if he wasn't, How many times have have backup quarterbacks come in and completely changed their lives off of very short performances? Brock Purdy, Brock Purdy is a backup quarterback. Nick Foles, (laughs) Nick Foles went in and won a Super Bowl. Kirk Cousins, Jimmy Garoppolo, Cooper Rush this year, Chad Henney, all of these quarterbacks have, have stayed ready and come in in moments and either gone on to really greatness Or auditioned in that moment for another team or for their future and gotten real contracts or whole careers and starting jobs. So it's not just that he is auditioning right now for the Jets for when Aaron Rodgers eventually leaves. Or if he comes in and, and, you know, garbage time and puts up a nice performance for if they want to use him as a trade piece or something. He may see the field this year and have to go in and perform. This is a team that's that's trying to win a Super Bowl. That's why they brought Aaron Rodgers in. The Eagles had to use a backup quarterback this year. The the the, the uh, Chiefs, like you, you have to stay ready as a backup quarterback on a team that's actually trying to contend. It's not just that he's sitting around and learning from Aaron Rodgers. James,
1: no doubt, no doubt. You right, you right, you right on it, right? And and like I say, you might have to come in there on some injuries. You might have to go in there, right? This is one thing about NFL players that I learned: sometimes pride can really beat you up in the National Football League, right? So Zach Wilson being the number two overall pick and all that, just because you got to go in here in some garbage time and all that, you feel like, oh, man, we blowing these boys out, and I'm in here in this garbage time. Oh, I, ain't this, You know, this for the birds, you know, whatever it may be. No, no. Nah, every time you get an opportunity to take that football field, you have to ball. I don't care if it's a blowout. I don't care if it's an injury. I don't care what it may be. And you're right, Joy. When you are in those meetings with Aaron Rodgers, you prepare yourself like this is Zach Wilson's team. Like you are the starting quarterback. When you back there and Aaron Rodgers is getting reps, you are taking reps as well, just in case you got to take this field. But whenever he gets on that football field, I'm telling you right now, Zach Wilson cannot play bad football. Are going to mess around and be the third-string quarterback? Or are he going to mess around and find himself out of the league within the next two years because nobody believes in him if he don't play good football? when he has opportunity to show
0: yeah, he'll he's going to have to ball if he gets in. Coming up, we had a lot to say about the Cowboys' trash-talking incident yesterday. We didn't talk to James about it, but Dak responded. So we'll get James thoughts. Aww. We'll listen to Dak. And I know everyone was mad at Shady, so we got to talk about that. We'll have a lot more to say about it next on Speak.
2: Let's see. Let's see. Hey, college football fans, Joel Klatt here,
1: and I am so happy to announce my new interview series, The Joel Klatt Show Big Noon Conversations. Every Monday, we will bring you a candid conversation with the
0: most influential voices in college football. From Colorado's Coach Prime to Coach Saban down in Tuscaloosa, we sit down and discuss all things college football.
1: Download The Joel Klatt Show Big Noon Conversations wherever you get your podcasts, and subscribe to the new Joel Show YouTube channel.
0: There will be no more draws in this World Cup. The knockout round kicks off Saturday, and the U.S. women are prepping for a huge matchup against Sweden on Sunday. But before we look ahead to that, we've got to get to some highlights of the best goals of the tournament so far. Let's start with Katie McCabe. She scored Ireland's first ever Women's World Cup goal in style, finding the back of the net straight from the corner kick that's called an olympico and is very rare. And what a way to open scoring for your country at the World Cup. Colombia's Linda Caicedo showed great skill to score against highly favored Germany. This goal would help Colombia win that game and make it through to the knockout round. That was an incredible matchup. Argentina's Sofia Braun scored this sweet half volley from the top of the box. Braun is American born but plays midfield and defense for Argentina. This goal helped them come back to draw with South Africa but that wasn't enough to push her team on to the round of 16. We had the James family in America, but England has one too. Lauren James skillfully finished the volley, much like her brother Rhys James does for England's men's scene. Very impressive, finished by Lauren James to help England move on to the rounds of 16 and take a look at the best free kick goal from the tournament courtesy of Marta Cox. The second minute goal shocked the heavily favored French team and was the first goal in Panama's Women's World Cup history. What a moment for the Panamanian players, coaches, and fans. Speaking of moments, the U.S. is on to the round of 16 as they face their biggest challenge yet against their rival Sweden. Coverage begins Sunday at 4 a.m. Eastern with the kickoff at 5 a.m. Eastern on Fox and the Fox Sports app. Let's go, ladies, and let's get back to the NFL. Okay, Cowboys training camp, it was hot, everyone was frustrated, and then everyone was talking about Trevon Diggs talking trash to Dak Prescott, (laughs) telling the quarterback to, quote, shut your bleep, bleep, bleep bleep up. After a play, Dak was asked about it. Let's take a listen.
2: Very healthy banter uh, between two teammates. That's a guy that I spend a lot of time with. We're always going back and forth. And when you're competing at a high level, when you're competing and you believe that your side's better than the other side, and uh, that's mutual, and that's iron and sharpening iron. So uh, words are words.
0: Oh, Um, words are words. I'm (laughs) going to have to respectfully, of course, disagree. um, And once again, warn everyone to please do not talk to me. In this manner, I do not think words are words. But I'm asked Shady, do you like Dak Prescott's response to this trash talking?
2: I, I mean, uh, I'm going to say yes, because as a quarterback, they are held to a higher standard. They, they, they're always trying to be the, the bigger man, trying to walk away. Um, you know, he's trying to uh, disfuse the, the, the issue they might have had on the field. And I, I, I do understand a little bit of just like the competition part. I don't really get the, the the part of like words of words like I, it's hard for me to, to 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 see a quarterback of a guy like that Prescott who is I would say the face of the franchise right a guy like Jalen Hurts I, I can't see anybody saying some type of words to their leader to their captain um, and then and James you could talk about this I mean I'm sure you've never seen somebody you know with Aaron Rodgers tell him to shut his bleep 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 up that's doesn't doesn't happen so. Um, I guess on one sense, it's like, yeah, I, I, I get it. The quarterback's trying to be the bigger man, uh, keep the team together. Probably don't want no fights, no arguments. You know, and the other part, I just words to words, like if, a, if a grown men saying certain words to other grown men, there's always a consequence. you know. Now in that situation, there was, there was no confidence too. there it was just walking away. But others, it might not go so smooth. I'll tell you that right now. So James, I love you to death, brother. Don't you ever say that about me? And I won't say that about you.
1: JD, we good, my dude. We good. I ain't gonna come at you like that, man. We <laughs> solid. Joey ain't gonna come at you like that neither. We we all good. But Shady, we know when you are in training camp, you get into heated moments like this. We've seen fights break out, Shady, right? you see seen fights break out. Dude's going crazy, right? Sometimes brawls, sometimes one-on-ones. There's a bunch of crazy stuff said, right? 15 minutes later, dust it off. Hey, you know what I mean? We back to practice. So I understand what Dak Prescott is talking about to where that's the number one defense. We the number one offense. We finna get on y'all every single time. We take this football field in training camp. Iron sharpens iron. So, hey, you can get some whenever you want to get some, Trayvon Diggs. And the same thing, Trayvon Diggs telling Dak, y'all ain't finna score on us and it ain't gonna happen. I understand that, right? But there's a thin line, right? Here we go. Here we go. Thank you. There is truth in words as well. You know what I'm saying? So, like you know, it's certain people that you might even feel comfortable saying that word too because you don't feel like he going to do nothing. And there's certain people you know automatically, like, I ain't even finna try, bruh, bruh, right? So even in the heat of that moment, for that to be your reaction, hold on, bruh. But- hold, hold, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Like, we, we got to have some words and we got to handle this right now. Like, you disrespecting the wrong one. Hold on. I'm cool with the competition, but that's disrespectful right there, bro, right? <clears throat> Any other words that you could have came up with, right? But that right there, that looked like it was some truth into some- them words come on, right there. Come on. Come on. Like, really felt like this. You know what I'm saying, and that is what I don't like about this video because the way he said it with the force is like he really felt that and been wanting and, to say that.
2: Hey, James, <laughs> I was I brought this up. I brought this up yesterday. I want to ask you because you, you know you was in the locker room. You played with some of the, the, the best quarterbacks. My thing is when a player says something like that, right? It's like you've been waiting to say that, and two is like you don't respect me as a player, and like and, and, and like sometimes coaches. They 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 could protect certain players. So let's say if everybody has an issue with a player, I can see the coach protecting the player enough. And I feel like now that he got his money, now he's on that level, he, man, you you lost that game for us against the Niners. Blah, 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 blah. And I, I feel like that's where it really came from, like the respect part. Do you feel like that or am I tripping?
1: So oh, number number one, you're not tripping. Okay, uh, okay, all right. I've been, in, I've been into some training camp battles, right? When I was with the Raiders, we brawling with the Cowboys. I done been I, I done been into training camp brawls and all that with, with my own teammates, right? But never has it come to using words or stuff like that, right? Yeah. Number two, it's competition. I've, I've been in that too. Aaron Rodgers and A.J. Hawk are best friends, right? They used to have a competition in practice. If A.J. Hawk ever picked off Aaron Rodgers, he would throw the ball back at Aaron Rodgers. Sometimes Aaron would pick it up and throw it back at him, right? But this right here, Shady Joy, we both know that when somebody looks in your face and says what Trayvon Diggs just said, come on now. Hold on, hold on, like that, 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 that is fighting words right there. And I'm with Shady. This ain't something that just happened walking on that practice field. Yeah. This is something that Trayvon Diggs is like, either he really feel this way, you know what I'm saying? Or they don't really respect that like that in that locker room. Because I'm telling you right now, the way it came off was like, bruh, we don't care who you are. We don't care if you the quarterback, shut your, you know what it is <laughs>
0: I've, I've considered a third option. Um, and this uh-oh. was before I heard this this noon update to the story. But I had, So I had considered this option before I heard this. But he was asked about it. Diggs was asked about this today. And he said, stay out of our business. Dak is the leader of our team. Well, I'm, I'm sorry. You play for the Cowboys. People going to be in the business. J- Jerry opens the door and lets the business come in. So you play for the wrong team if you think we're not going to talk about this. Also, obviously, it was on camera during training camp. So... Obviously, this is impossible to stay out of the business. It's not like somebody snuck in the house and was going through your garbage. However, the, the option I had considered, consider, because sometimes I'm like, wait a minute, I'm offended. I would, I would, be, I would black out. I wouldn't, someone else would have to tell me what happened if somebody said this to mm-hmm. me. Uh, there's a difference between talking trash and having a little competition and telling me to shut my bleep bleep up. I'm, I'm not obliging that request. However, what if I'm just old auntie? What if I'm just old as dirt? And this used to be an insult that required violence, and it's just not that serious anymore. This is just how the kids are talking to each other. He's saying stay out of our business. So, so is that what it is? It's just, this is just not a serious of an insult anymore?
2: Nah, it's, it's still, it's still the same. Mean, I mean, just,
0: I, I, I wanna make it clear. Yeah. Please don't say this to me. <laughs> I want to make it clear, don't talk to me like this. I'm going to react exactly how I feel about it. But they're trying to make it seem like this is just a competitive thing. To me, when you say words are words, yeah, yeah, some words are words. And then some words are more than words. Some words mean exactly what you're saying them and the tone that you're saying them to me to mean. So is that what it is, Shady? We no, just all We've no, all aged no, out no. of this being an insult?
2: Listen, that, that, them words, right, the way they use it is the same way you react in high school, same way you react in college. And the same way you react in the NFL. And you know what's funny about the Dallas fans? So I said what I said yesterday, and like everybody wanted to talk about um, the Josh Allen and Stefan Diggs. I'm thinking, like, yeah, it looks like Stefan was mad. He wasn't getting the ball or whatever it was, putting his hands up, this and that. But, but I can guarantee you, I can guarantee you that that he wasn't calling him uh, be this and be that and shot. He wasn't doing that with him. And I think it, it, one part is like, first of all, you respect each other because we are teammates. And the other part is like, yo, you a man, and I'm a man, and I value you like a man, with respect. And that's why when I said that, I don't, I don't know if they respect him a certain way because not only just players in the NFL, but not players in the locker room, we're talking about quarterbacks. Not just any quarterback. you talk talking about the franchise quarterback probably makes the most on the team. And the cat that makes the most on the team and that's looked at as a leader, that's looked at as a franchise guy, you don't never see this. James played with Aaron Rodgers. They players, ain't, I don't care what, A.J. Hawk, they're best friends or whatever. I don't care how happy he gets for interceptions. He's not going to tell Aaron Rodgers to shut the, the heck up, right? You're not going to see any of the other top guys with the, the, the Patrick Mahomes, the Josh Allens, the Joe Burrows. Let's like, think about that for a second, though. Like, like The coaches might be like, wait, wait, wait what did he say? I guarantee you this, in the Cowboys locker room, after this video surfaced and everybody's talking about it and you see the respect level of between the two guys, they had a meeting after this happens all the time at camp. You have have practice, you have your lunch and they had a a meeting and they probably said, without, without saying it like, Hey guys, you know, um, we're fighting out there together. We're fighting hard, but we got to respect each other. We're a team and all this and all that. And they say that because you can't, show your, your franchise player getting disrespected like that in front of the team, right? Because even if you felt like that or you thought this, you're not going to say it until, until somebody say it. And then when they say it, you're like, oh, well, he feel how I feel and nothing happened when he said it. I might say it next. So don't be surprised if you see another video surface.
1: Dak throw a pick. He's like, man, you throwing that. Brrr.
2: It might happen. It might happen.
1: Oh, man. Well, first off, right, <laughs> first off, this is what you say to the enemy. Right? The enemy, right. This is an altercation that I'm trying to wait like, okay, does he have a Cincinnati Bengal helmet on? He got a Philadelphia Eagle helmet on? Because that's something you say to one of them Philly players or something in the heat of the moment yeah. of the game. You know what I'm saying? You are in the you, locker room. I don't, you have, you know. Mac, right? I don't care if it's C.D. Lamb. I don't care who. Who? was in this video on the offensive side of the ball that Trayvon Diggs was saying this too. That's your brother. That's your teammate. Hold up, bro. Like, the disrespect that, that you talking about, that, that ain't finna go down. Yeah, it's gonna be a meeting, me and you at the locker. You know what I'm saying? I don't need no team meeting. It, it, it's gonna be a meeting, but to come off like You don't that, respect that, him. That, that's, that's why I'm sitting here saying, and I keep looking at the video and the force he said it with, you can tell, like, be honest with you could tell like hey man that's been on his mind you know what I'm saying that's how he feel that,
2: that, that's That's how
1: he mind. feel I'm not saying I ain't putting words to my mind but what he said and the force he came out with shut your. you know what I'm saying that's yeah shut right. your. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, yeah oh, oh man gave me, yeah.
2: he gave me he gave me a stare down like 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 when he said like
1: and what yeah like and what anybody come at you like that shut your. Oh, hey that that is a problem and if that's a teammate and this is not the enemy, bro. That's a problem. And this is something. That's how you feel. The way, the way he doing. That's how you feel. I don't care what nobody say. No, you're you you not
0: putting how words I'm in that. his mouth. The words were in his mouth. <laughs> we we so heard him say it. Force. We heard that's him how say how you it. Feel
1: about Dak Prescott right
2: there. He should have put. A, he should did the hand too. That'd have been worse. Like
0: <laughs> it's so, it's so rough. I don't know. Maybe we all just. Maybe we all just aged out. It's not that serious anymore to call someone uh, that because. But I just wanna I wanna reiterate, please don't do it. Please don't please don't make me in, put don't put me in this position. Coming up, Aaron Rodgers is in the big apple now. But you're not gonna leave with the president of his former team. Thanks, Green Bay had to say. Oh, I can't wait to get to this. That's next, Let's speak.
2: Here they go, being petty.
0: We all know Aaron Rodgers was traded from the Packers to the Jets this off season. But did you know Green Bay will get the Jets' first round pick next year if Rodgers plays 65% of the season? Packers president Mark Murphy definitely knows that. Let's take a listen to this. 65%. 65%. (laughs) That's what we got to get to. I I mean, honestly, I I hope
1: everything goes well. I want him to play 65%, but it would be really good if the Jets had a bad year because, you know, have
0: the 60... Well, spicy, spicy with a smile from Mark Murphy. James, what do you make of Mark Murphy's comments?
1: You know, I'm smiling because, you know, I know Mark. Uh, we got, I got a personal relationship with Mark, man. Mark, Mark is a good dude. Um, I don't think he's wishing bad on Aaron Rodgers and want Aaron Rodgers to get hurt, right? I, but I do think he's saying what everybody wants in Green Bay, right? Fans. <laughs> coaches, ownership, whatever, right? Because if he plays 65%, we get a higher pick, you know? Now, me knowing Mark Murphy, I don't think this is one. I think this is Mark Murphy just talking, right? They got him. You know when people get on them podcasts and you got plenty of time to talk, you just start saying crazy stuff. So, yeah, it's some truth in it because you know that the pick goes up if AR8 plays 65%, but I don't think he's wishing any, like, injuries and nothing on him like that. But he definitely wants that pick. But listen, sometimes you got to just go on there, Mark. You know how to be professional. Go on there. Hey, man, listen. I don't care what happens over there. Whatever happens over there happens over there, and we're going to get whatever we get. But you can't come out like that, Mark.
0: (laughs) This is really just like – it's like the Real Housewives of the NFL. This between between, uh, the Jets and Hackett – And Salah and Mark Murphy and you got Sean Payton throwing shade. It's just shade. It's shade wars out here. I personally am here for it because it's the off season. So let's just, let's just exchange all these pleasantries now so we know which games we need to look forward to next year. Uh, He is saying the quiet part out loud, (laughs) Mark Murphy. He's feeling comfortable. He's getting loose and saying what everyone in Green Bay really wants. And it's not even that it's a bad thing. Of course, this is a competitive league. You want other teams to do bad and you want your team to do good. And in this particular situation, you want Aaron Rodgers to play, but you might not necessarily want him to be successful because it will reflect badly on the Packers. But at the end of the day... I'm OK with it. Like, do you do you see maybe a little bit why Aaron Rodgers maybe didn't want to be there last year? <laughs> That's a little bit of energy being thrown his way. Maybe he wasn't so invested, so they're feeling a little salty. Maybe Aaron was feeling a little salty because they weren't invested, which is why Jordan Love is there in the first place. It's all this pettiness being exchanged, and I understand it. Look, at the end of the day, Aaron Rodgers is going to be remembered as a Packers quarterback. At, when he retires, he's going to go into the hall as a Packer. I, I, I believe, <laughs> I believe he will do that. I believe he will be welcomed back in Green Bay after some time has passed with open arms. This is shady. It's it's shady, um, but nobody's being politically uh, correct anymore. Nobody is. Sean is telling it like it is, telling no lies. Hack is responding. Raron Rodgers is responding. Sala's responding. We, uh, Mark Murphy got something to say. I'm here for all of it. Talk your talk.
2: I mean, I, I like it. I mean, it's it's kind of like, it's funny because I understand, well, listen, you know, A-Rod wanted to leave, so they traded him. And it's like, I don't want him going out there just looking super great. And then it's like, the, the Jets go to the playoffs. Let's say they go to the, to, to, the, to the conference, right? AFC Championship game. How do you look at it as like, okay, this guy, we had him with us. We feel good about our team. And then next you know he's with the Jets and he's taking the Jets to the promised land. So I guess it's... it's it's a weird situation. I mean, it looked like he was laughing, having a, a joke with it. But I feel like with every joke, there's something that you're serious about um, um, was saying he wants it to the 65%. So I guess he laughed about it. But, hey, A-Rod, I mean, he's going to take his shots. This thing is going to keep going over and over and over again until at least the end of the year. You now, things from the, from, from the Packers. Let's say um, um, Jordan Love starts playing well. You know, I'm sure you might see some, some things from – from the team, right? Talking about what made a good decision, and et cetera, et cetera. So, I just love to see this back and forth. Um, It it makes football fun again. I I think we're we're getting close to the season. Um, And now you look at like all the different teams are speaking out, all the coaches. This has been different, because we haven't really seen this many coaches, especially head coaches, you know, talk about things like with other teams, or other coaches. Like, when Sean Payne came out, I was like, oh, take the gloves off. Uh, Terrence Bud Crawford style, right? And then you see coming at the thing, you hack it. Um, even though his, his response was kind of weak, right? I guess it was kinda, he was kind of like, you know, showing a little bit more respect to Sean. He still even
0: addressed though, it, though. Yeah, he
2: did, but he did. But he did. He still addressed it. So I'm, just, uh, I'm excited for, for just the, I guess, the buildup. I feel like in every like, main event, if it's boxing or if it's whatever it is, the, the NBA finals, like, you get a buildup. And as we get close to the season, we're getting these buildups from these coaches, from these presidents, talking about other teams and other players. So I'm all
1: for it. And it's just like anything, right? It's competition. You can't tell me that Bill Belichick wanted Tom Brady to win a Super Bowl when he went to Tampa. He probably was sitting on that couch hot about it, right, that Tom was having all that success. That's the same when you trade a guy and, you know, whether it's a franchise player or not, it's still competition. If you're able to get something high for him back, if this happens and that happens, you better believe that you're hoping that to happen. It's competition. That's why you trade people. That's why you try to get high picks. And that's why you do that stuff. So for Mark Murphy, it's not bad. I do not by any means think he's wishing Aaron Rodgers gets hurt or anything like that. But you Sound like believe it. believe that they, they are thinking about... Sound this. like it. Listen, if he plays 65%, our pick goes here, hey... We won the trade. You cannot tell me that the Packers don't want to come out of this thing saying, we won the trade. Jordan loves playing well. We won the trade. You can't tell me the Jets want to say, <laughs> we got your guy. We in the AFC Championship game with a chance to go to the Super Bowl and we got him for two years and he happy. It's a little competition both ways, man. So like Joy said, man, it's a lot of pettiness. Hey, we here for it.
0: It's human nature to want to be right, right? You got to be really be different why are different to let someone go and not care at all what happens after that there are some people like that i might be one of them but it's really really hard to do you got to be built like that most people especially when you're making a big decision that is going to be criticized that is going to be evaluated you want to be right the the packers chose to implement the next phase of their organization by drafting jordan love they want to be right about Jordan Love. They want to be right in that they let Aaron Rodgers go and didn't fight to keep him there. He wanted to be traded and he asked to go to the Jets. He wanted to leave. The Jets want to be right for bringing Aaron Rodgers in and giving up all that they did and moving off of the number two overall pick in Zach Wilson. Well, we knew they were right about that. But the point is, you want to be right. These, these decisions ca- can cost people jobs. They can cost years of a, the, the development of an organization. So it's it's... Beyond human nature, it's their jobs that are on the line. So, of course, they want to be right. We just usually don't hear <laughs> how much they want to be right and in this petty fashion. But that's why I'm here for it, Shady. Like, talk. This is what we ask for. We ask for authenticity, and then we want to be mad when someone keeps it real. We keep it real every day. That's what we get paid to do.
2: I just feel like with, with, with Marx, he could have said something different. Right, like, like I get it about the draft picks, I understand, but even something like, uh, even the draft picks, like I, I feel like he would be more happy if if Jordan Love goes out there and he balls out, right? I feel like you're more proud about that than than what draft pick you get. The quarterback that's leaving, that the, the, the superstar Hall of Famer left your team, but then your backup that you drafted in the first round is balling. You are like, willing. Oh, we ain't missing beat. Like you, you could talk fly, you, you could talk slick. Um, on, diff- on different things. See, he needs to hire me to do his trash talking. <laughs> right? I'll have him laced up. Right? Talking about draft picks, that's cool. Well, you you should have leaned more to to to, to Jordan Love. Mm. You know, like some slick, like, you know, hey, we're going to miss Aaron Rodgers, man, but we got some some stars. And you see what Jordan Love's going to do. He's doing this and that in camp. Like, he could have mixed it up a little better. But Marks, I'm not going to hold that against you. But I'm here. I'm available if you need me.
0: I do, you, you know what? I'll, I'll manage it for you. I'll take a consulting fee. You know, I'll organize it organize back and forth. Yeah, of the, man. You show up and... You will talk trash. You got talk trash, right? Trash. Coming up, we're talking NBA. Chris Paul is a future Hall of Famer, but is he a good fit for Shady's Warriors? That's next on Speak. The Warriors made the big trade to bring future Hall of Famer Chris Paul to the Bay Area CP3 has had many battles with Golden State throughout the years. and so Steve Kerr admitted, quote, we've all hated him because we were competing, and he was so good. And now that he's our guy, we love him. So, Shady, is Chris Paul a good fit for the Warriors?
2: Absolutely. I mean, I, I love the fact that, that now we have Chris Paul on our team with the Warriors. Um, I mean, Jerome Poole, he had a year where he was phenomenal. And then the next year, he couldn't duplicate what he did before. So they got rid of him. And then the issues with that was just so many turnovers with the second unit, and you didn't have one Steph Curry left the court. Then what? The second team wasn't really giving us the production that we needed. Now you bring in Chris Paul. Imagine Chris Paul with that second unit. You, you, now you're going to minimize the turnovers. You're going to have a, a real um, um, you know, general floor general on the court. For example, like a guy like Jonathan Kaminga, who we're so high on. We're waiting for this potential to see. And it, as, it hasn't unlocked. You bring a guy like Chris Paul. Now you, you, you unlock that type of talent. We've seen it happen over and over again with Chris Paul and other talent. I got a big man like Looney. We love the pre child. Looney is, is great on the boards. Well, let's get him on the offense. Now we give him the pick and roll action. Pick and roll with him, right? And Chris Paul. You got shooters on the outside. Like Chris Paul is going to do so many different things. The only thing I'm curious to see is how they will play Steph Carey and Chris Paul. Smaller guards, to, who's not really known for the defense. And of lately, I've seen a lot of teams going at Chris Paul um, um, as a liability on defense. You know, Steph gives a lot of effort, but he's not the best defender. Um, so I'm waiting to see how they play with these guys together. But then again, they won a championship doing this with Jordan Poole playing on some of those minutes where, where they needed some, some, some deep play. Um, in offense of, of scoring, and they will put Jeremy Poole and Chris Paul, or not Chris Paul, Jeremy Poole and Steph Curry on the court together. So I'm just waiting to see. Um, I, I love what he brings—the experience. I mean, 19 years playing this league is so long. So for for younger guys, he's going to teach them so much, and you can never have enough leadership. I mean, Steph Curry and Draymond Green are probably the biggest leaders. You add on Klay Thompson, but then you bring on Chris Paul. And uh, and one thing I'm always big on is, is reading with the players around the league and what the players in the locker room are saying. And everything they're saying is all positive. Like, they can't wait for Chris Paul to get there. The stuff that Draymond Green and Steph Curry did in their careers and and Clay Thompson, for them to, like, be so happy about Chris Paul coming on board. Draymond Green before talked about how, you know, they weren't the the best of friends and he didn't like him as much. But if you read, he also also said that he can't wait to play with him and have that conversation as a man one-on-one. So I love what they're doing. I love what they're doing. I can't wait to see what it looks like.
0: It's going to be a fascinating storyline going into the season. I agree with you that he's a fit from an IQ perspective. We know that Chris Paul is a high IQ player and he has an extreme amount of experience. Those are things that the Warriors really love. They have a lot of experience and they play intelligent basketball. They are a system. They are a selfless system. Well, the selfless system is where I start to question it. Is he going to fit in this because he is a very specific type of physical player. He's not somebody that you can just put anywhere on the court. He plays a specific type of position in basketball. Is he going to be able to be flexible with maybe if he's not going to start? Is that going to cause a problem? I don't know. Where and how is he going to fit into this lineup and within this Warriors way of doing things? Because everyone makes sacrifices on this team. So is he gonna come in being Chris Paul and be able to mold himself into what it is that the Warriors do? Because well, you know what the Warriors do is win championships because they are the current dynasty in the NBA still. So I have a lot of questions of how it's actually gonna work. But I think from the perspective of he understands the game and he's in a position now where he's with a team that they could potentially win a championship if he does what they need him to do. And of course, if he's available when they need him the most, which would be at the end of the season, then I think it will be a really good fit. But what do you think, James?
1: You know, it would be crazy for any of us up here to say no. You're talking about a top 75 basketball player. You're talking about the point God in Chris Paul. He still has the ability to make everybody around him better. So if he's on that second unit, he's going to make those guys around him better. But did you hear what I said on that second unit? That's what (laughs) scares me. Because when you say second unit, does Chris Paul believe right now in his career that he's a second unit guy? If he doesn't believe that, then Coach Kerr, you probably going to have a dude that's upset because he's the ultimate competitor. He wants to be on the basketball court. He does not. He started every single game in his career. Chris Paul is used to getting his name called CP3 from Wake Forest. So if that's not being done, I don't know how... Three is going to take that. If he takes that very well, we're talking about a Warriors basketball team. That is going to be a really good basketball team. If Chris Paul buys into really playing on that second unit, if he doesn't and you see some of the chemistry things and you see some of the pouton stuff and you see that stuff starting to show up, then that's when problems is going to sneak into this Warriors bunch. And I would not be surprised if that happens the type of guy that Chris Paul is, right? And the type of guy that Draymond Green is, hey, bro, this is how we do things over here, whether you like it or not. Just like he told KD, we won championships before you. We're going to win them without after you. So you can get on too. You know what I'm saying? So I can see some of that stuff coming out of there like that if Chris Paul truly doesn't buy in. And what is the plan, Shady? What's the plan? You Steve Kerr, what are you doing? Is he coming off the bench? Is he starting? What's the chemistry going to be? What is it? <laughs> Chris Paul comes up to you and say, Hey, Shady, hey, coach, I don't want to come off the bench. What you gonna do?
2: Listen, we, we've been through this before, right? Well, other great players. When Iga Dollar came to the to, to the Warriors, I mean, he wanted to start too. That was an issue. Hey, but hey, man. ain't hey,
1: me no, coach. But hold on, but on but hold, but hold on, hold on. I'm top 75.
2: And, and Steve Kerr, I think he's the coach to do it. If any coach can get this done, it's Steve Kerr. He's gonna sit, Chris, he's gonna look, Chris, Chris or, or Cliff, whatever one he wants to be that day. He's gonna say, <laughs> For you to reach something, that you've never got a championship. Let me show you how to do this. Because I've won in your seat as a player <laughs> and I've won in this seat as a coach. And if you let me show you and guide you, Chris Paul, <laughs> or Cliff, whatever you want to be, we gonna get to that promised land.
0: I agree, I think Steve Kerr is the one to do it. He's, he is the guy to do it. Coming up, Dak Prescott says, criticism he faces has given him a chip on his shoulder. Is it now or never for the Cowboys star? That's next on Speed. Did, 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 they knock, did they knock that chip off? Dak Prescott is coming off a season with a career-high 15-interception shot. Wow. 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 How's it go? How's it go? Pick, 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 pick. The Cowboys quarterback faces a lot of criticism, but he says it has put a chip on his shoulder, adding, quote, when we win this thing, it's only going to make it that much sweeter. When we win this thing, Shady only going to make it that much sweeter. Does that sound like a guarantee? It sounds like a little, it sounds a little bit like a guarantee. Is it now or never for Dak Prescott this season, Shady?
2: You know, to be honest, it's it's neither. I mean, because like, it doesn't matter. If, if he doesn't get it done this year, they'll find a way to find an excuse. <laughs> you know, like they'll blame McCarthy or they'll blame, they'll, they'll find something to blame. I mean, that's what happens with, with Dak Prescott. I think like nobody holds him accountable. They don't. There's no way in the world that after that loss with the Niners, that they wasn't pointing the finger at him. They didn't do that. Instead, they found a way to find an excuse. I mean, we've seen over and over again with this team, they've got better, they've got better, they've gotten better. It's like, what else is needed for this team to get over the hump? And the only thing I could think of is, is one position. That's that Prescott. Now, now, granted, there's other spots that maybe every player can get better. You get more depth in different positions. But when it's all said and done and, and, and you're, you're at the big game, the bright lights, you need your quarterback to play well. And if he doesn't play well, at least don't lose the game. And all the big games, the big moments that I've seen, we see him lose the game. So you look at Trayvon Diggs, his, his outburst he had with him at camp. And a lot of that comes back from from the issues of in big moments, the way he plays. It's like you get frustrated. You know, my my counselor would would tell me this. She said, LaShawn, you gotta find a way to let loose, right? I'm like, what do you mean? She said, Well, I'll tell you, imagine you have a cup, right? And when something good happens, you put a little in. And when something bad happens, you put a lot in. So you gotta find a way to empty the cup. Because if you don't empty that cup, it's going to overflow. And when it overflows, you get them outbursts like Trayvon Diggs. You get to the NFC, or I'm sorry, you didn't get to the NFC championship game. You didn't even get there. You got one game to get to the NFC championship game. The defense does their job, right? Tony Pollard, for the most part, he did his job when he was out there. Uh, 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 um, um, you look at Michael Parsons, he do his job. Everybody's doing their job. CeeDee Lamb, the plays he got, he was doing his job. And the only guy that didn't do their job in the biggest moment for this team was Dak Prescott. And you know what happened next year? Nothing. They praise him the same. They're paying him the same. They don't do well this year. Nothing's going to happen. And he'll probably get an extension at the end of the year just, just for the cap, the cap um, um, hit, cap space. Mm-hmm. That's the truth. So when you ask this question, is it now or never? My answer is it doesn't even matter.
0: <laughs> I can't say never. That's, that's too committal. For me, but I will say that this situation right now looks like one of the most ideal situations that you could be in as a as a player. In the, that team? It's Oof. really hard to find a more talented roster top to bottom outside of the quarterback position than you're going to find in Dallas. You've got a Super Bowl winning coach in Mike McCarthy. You can think whatever you want about Mike McCarthy, but he has a Super Bowl and you can't take that away from him. He's also coached an all-time great in Aaron Rodgers. You can't take that away from him. You've got a... a, a a defensive coordinator that's been to a Super Bowl. You have a loaded defense, a defense that actually scores you points. They will take the ball away and go score points for them. Yes, they will. Oh, you're really solid top to bottom. You can't ask for more talent. And then you go to the NFC. Dak Prescott is... is- top three at his position in the NFC right now. So you're you looking around at the other talent at your position. You're looking around at the rosters. You're looking around at the coaches. You're looking around at the situations. It's really tough to ask for a better situation than than this. And they added more weapons to what we had last year. How many guys in the NFL have an all-pro wide receiver? And you had that last year. So it's really hard for me to imagine a, a moment in time, a moment in Dak's career, when this scenario is going to be... Easier in the NFL, it usually doesn't get easier. And for you to have the team around you that they've put in place in Dallas. But, James, what do you think? Is it now or never for Dak Prescott?
1: I mean, this, this is tough because you say now or never. Like, I don't think it's like this season and then it's never going to happen. Like, the way the Dallas Cowboys are built, you guys just touched on it. They have a really good football team. It's not like we waiting on Dak Prescott to make a bunch of bums. Great. They have a big-time defense. He has three big-time receivers. He has a big-time running back. Like, he has everything he needs to succeed. But for me, it is now. And what I mean by now, I mean you have an opportunity the next three – Four years to be able to be in these NFC championship games with opportunities to go to the Super Bowl. That's the type of team you have, right? And for Dak Prescott, the reason why I'm saying now is because, like Shady said, yes, the blame did go to a lot of other people, right? Kellen Moore out of there, right? Coach McCarthy calling the plays again, right? Receivers may be running the wrong routes. Play calling could be an issue. Well, now all you hear is, is the ball's in Dak Prescott's hands, right? We added more speed for Dak Prescott. We buffed up that defense with Gilmore and those boys on the defensive side of the ball. He has everything he needs to succeed right now. You hear him even on his own. Hey, it ain't going to happen. I ain't throwing... 10-plus interceptions this year again, right? So he thinks he's going to play at a better level. It is on Dak Prescott to get this thing done right now strictly because the way the season ended last year, and that was him not playing well, him throwing interceptions, and not willing his team to victories, right, against quarterbacks like Brock Purdy, right? And not only that, you are talking NFC. Mm. You have not you have New Orleans, who could possibly be a good team, and you have Philly, and you have Dallas.
2: Why in they much right? first?
1: I, I'm, I'm just saying, we know, we know those are the top four teams <laughs> yeah, we'll in the NFC, make sure, make right? Sure, you ain't going to have to beat all four of them in the playoffs, Shady, right? Some of them dudes going to have to battle it out. So for me, for the NFC to be that really weak, and only have really four strong teams, and I could be missing one or two other. That's I would up. throw
0: the Niners in, but we got to see what they're going to do with the... Yeah, you got Niners, you
1: know. got Saints, you got Philly, you got Cowboys, right? Yeah. Those are going to be the four teams that's really going to be the teams to come out of the East, right? So right now, for Dak Prescott, the knowing that that's the comp, it's right now, man. It's time to go.
0: Well, coming right up... Now. Aaron Rodgers and Deshaun Watson will be leading the charge for the Jets and Browns. But which team has a better chance to win their division? That's next on Speak. The Hall of Fame game between the Jets and Browns is in a couple hours. That's crazy. It's here already. Shady, who has a better chance to win their division, though? The Browns or the Jets?
2: I'm going to go to the Jets. I'm going to go to Jets.
0: I think it's the Jets also. I mean, I think the AFC North is going to be a gauntlet, but I think the Jets have a better opportunity. If somebody slips, I still think it's the Bills or the Dolphins, but if something happens throughout the season, I think the Jets will be right there.
1: No, I don't I don't think it's the Bills. I think it's the Jets. I mean, the Bills got a quarterback that likes to turn the ball over, and the only reason why I'm getting that in is Trady can't get that near because oh. the show is over.
2: Be respectful.
0: How you want to put that in at the end of the show, respectful. James? That's crazy.
2: Call Trayvon Diggs <laughs> on you.
0: <laughs> That's it for us.